This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we continue our investigation into the rookies' years. Today, Cam Hill talks about having things settled for 2024. It's really great to have the next couple of years locked in at Matstone Racing because gives me a lot of runway and I can really just have to focus on the the performance and, and just improving every time we go out there so we've got a bit of time now uh, I, I feel you know I've I've got a, I'm way more prepared um, for the start of the season next year he looks back at the Gold Coast and ahead to Adelaide and it all starts now Welcome to Inside Supercars. We're looking at the rookie year, and today it's Cameron Hill. And Cameron, it was a tough weekend in the office up there at the Gold Coast. Oh, look, it was. Um, it started off not great, but um, I feel like as the weekend went on, definitely started to find a bit of a rhythm. Um, those uh, pesky curb hops prevented me from getting any sort of representative qualifying lap time, but. Um, Really enjoyed the races, you know, sort of had good pace and, and sort of was always moving forward. So um, it was it ended up being, you know, from, from my perspective, a, a decent result considering how I started on Friday. Friday was a, a challenging couple of practice sessions too, wasn't it, with them being cut short and, and then trying to find the limits? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, you know, we had a rain shower right as we were about to go out and then a red, a red flag that sort of shortened the session. So practice one, you know, really didn't have a lot of time at all um, to sort of find find uh, the limits around the track. And then and then P2, yeah, you know, it all starts to kind of get piled on. You're trying to get yourself set, uh, set for qualifying. And, um, yeah, I just sort of felt like, um, yeah, I had a bit of work to do after Friday and, um, I'm always sort of one that builds up to builds up to it and was probably just um, yeah, a bit down on confidence through the beach chicane. Um, but yeah, kind of just sort of needed that that extra sort of session or two to 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 find my way around. Pretty experienced at the Gold Coast though. You've run Carrera Cup and I think eighty sixes there from memory and had strong runs. So it it's not as if it's a track that you had to to learn or would be scared of? Um, well, no, I'd only done Carrera Cup. Um, it was 2019, so it was a few years ago. And, um, yeah, I think, I think you know, you just you just got to get used to bouncing these cars off the curbs and, you know, every race car is different. And so, um, yeah, I was a bit down. Look, I had a few things going on in the lead-up uh, with the passing of my brother-in-law as well. And, um, you know, probably hadn't have done – the the homework that I'd normally do so um, I was just sort of glad that you know we could put Friday behind us and um, you know rebound and, and have some strong pace later on in the weekend. The question we ask of you each time we chat is what's the one takeaway from the Gold Coast? 
One takeaway. I think, you know, it, it just highlights again the importance of, of qualifying. I think we, we've sort of said that almost every time um, because, yeah, I was really happy with the, the pace we had um, in both races, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, you, you sort of you look up and down the field and you, you're doing the same lap times as the guy in seventh or eighth and, and you're in 15th. So um, the only way to, to make up that deficit is to obviously start higher up and um, just need to make sure that, you know, we can do a better job in qualifying when it comes around. You're going to Adelaide now, which is another track you've driven on a number of occasions. What's the preparation like and what's your thought pattern going in wanting to, you know, give that last race weekend its Saul? I think, look, um, the Gold Coast was, you know, I, by the end of the weekend, I, I was quite happy with where we were at in terms of my driving and the car and, it gives me a bit more confidence rolling into Adelaide. Um, like you said, it's a track I've, I've been to, you know, a couple of times more recently than, um, you know, the Gold Coast having raced there last year in Super 2. So, um, yeah, it's all about just trying to roll out strong, um, get comfortable very quickly, and then, um, you know, qualify strongly. That'll be that'll be the plan. But um, I, I'm probably feeling a bit more confident about Adelaide than, than what I was about Gold Coast. With the way that the season's rolled out, how have you looked at your progression this year and what's what's it been like just every time? Are you feeling more and more comfortable in the car? I think, you know, where I look at where I am now, um, having, you know, 11 supercar events under my belt um, this year versus how I was at the start of the year, It's it, there's been a big shift and feeling a lot more at home, a lot more com- um, confident in the in the car. So we, we've had the opportunity to have some great results. Obviously, things haven't gone our way with mechanical issues and, and, and pit stop um, dramas. So um, I'm not too worried about the scorecard. You know, I, I know that um, the pace is there and, um, you know, we'll, get, we'll go to Adelaide and we'll hopefully finish the year on a high and then regroup and, um, you know, restart next year. And, and hopefully we've gotten all the bad luck out of the way. You are already locked in for next year. So that must mean you get this time to really plan what the 2024 season can be within the the bounds of we don't know what the wind tunnel testing, we don't know what the engine testing is going to do in the off-season. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's those things that are outside of my control and so... um it's really great to have the next couple of years locked in at Matstone Racing because gives me a lot of runway and I can really just start to focus on the the performance and, and just improving every time we go out there. So we've got a bit of time now. I, I feel, you know, I've I've got a, I'm way more prepared um, for the start of the season next year. Um, you know, having a lot of the you know 500k weekends it's under my belt, the enduros. You know, we had good pace at both San Anne and Bathurst. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely learned a lot. I've got a lot more experience and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to sort of starting fresh again next year with all that, um, you know, behind me now. I must say that's a bit of a revelation you've given us there. You're a driver with a multi-year contract that can say a couple of years. Yeah, it's, um, it's not often as a racing car driver you, you, you know what you're doing 
um, too far into the future. And um, it's been really good for the headspace as well because, you know, when you're stressed about what you're doing, there's there's a lot of pressure and um, I guess almost anxiety that, that goes with that. But um, to know what I'm doing, um, it really means I can just actually focus on the process of going racing and, and not worried about all those external factors. You, you're running your race team, you're been in and around motor racing for a long, long time. And last year at Triple Eight's uh, satellite team in the Dunlop Super 2s, this year with Matt Stone. How do you find his operation compared to some of the other ones you have, you know, you've seen and been involved with? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I guess I've seen a whole range of um, the spectrum of going motor racing, you know, having run our own race team knowing, you know, how much work we had to put into that to get that to, you know, a, a high enough level to compete, you know, in national motorsport here in Australia. And then obviously to see Triple Eight and, and how they operate, being one of the most successful teams here. And I sort of see Matt Stone as um, almost similar to my team in a way, but probably a few more years down the line, a bit more advanced. And, um, you know, Matt's a, a seriously passionate guy and he lives and breathes motorsport. and um, you know, I really enjoy being part of that sort of family team atmosphere. It's very much what I'm used to. Um, but you know, I can also see that you know they take it serious. They take it serious, and um, you know what 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 happens at Triple Eight is is happening at MSR. We just don't have as many people to throw at the the problem. So um, it means that we need to be a bit more crafty and and um, smart about how we we use what we've got. But um, I think the great thing about Gen Three is you know, as we saw with Jack getting a race win this year. Um, you know, it's it's not out of it's not out of reach anymore. You know, even with a small team like ours, um, we can definitely take it to those big juggernauts and um, surprise them. I imagine, Moss, you've been f- f- fixated on your racing and your team's racing. One of your alumni and Thomas Sargent, Tom Sargent, over in America. I, I can imagine you've had an eye on his progress as well. Yeah, he did uh, a great job this year uh, over there and was racing at some pretty big events, being, you know, the Miami Grand Prix and he was at Coda and um, it's been really cool to see how he's gone and, you know, I think he got second in the championship in the end. So um, flying the flag for the Aussies as well and, yeah, a lot of fond memories of, um, you know, working with Tom in his Formula Ford days and then obviously more recently racing with him at the Bathurst Six Hour. And, and so um, ah, it's really cool to see what he's doing over there. And, um, you know, hopefully we can continue, continue to see him climb the ladder. And have you got another Tom Sargent in the wings back there at CH? Oh, I'm thinking CHE Racing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, we've got uh, a couple of young prodig- prodigies at the moment. So um, keep your eye on um, Imogen Radburn, Lachlan Strickland and, and Daniel Frugus next year. They um, They'll be trying to follow in Thomas' footsteps and um, we'll, we'll be giving everything to, to give them that opportunity. How has been balancing a racing driver's career with a business career as well? Oh, I won't lie. It uh, has its challenges. Um, you know, at the start of the year, I probably had a bit too much on my plate and, um, yeah, I, I sort of have had to rejig how I do everything and how I structure it all and, um, you know, really making sure I, I put um, put my energy into where it's, um, I guess, most valued. So um, I think we're sort of at a happy place now. The team's sort of um, 
in a great place. They're sort of, you know, able to perf uh, perform still, even if I'm not at the event. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that obviously gets done beforehand and I'm very much involved in that and I'm always sort of talking to them. But um, it got to a point this year where I didn't have to be at some of the events, which kind of worked well. And then, um, yeah, moving forward into next year, it's about, yeah, just making sure I, I keep that healthy balance going. Mm. Well, Cameron, it's off to the well the the adelaide grand prix finale what sort of goal setting do you do for yourself there and what what are you going to walk away saying that was a good race weekend for our team i mean for me look of, of course we always want to be pushing you know to try getting that top 10 you know i think that's a, a pretty good achievement for us if we can if we can bag a couple of top 10s so that that'll be the goal when we get there um obviously it's going to rely on you know, having a, a good car underneath me and, um, you know, a, a nice clean weekend. So we will focus on the process of going motor racing and then hopefully um, come Sunday we can hold our head high and say, well, um, you know, we did everything in our power. Um, sometimes things happen outside your control, but um, I'm pretty confident that as, as long as we put our best foot forward, we've got every chance of getting a, a strong result. Well, Cameron, a pleasure to catch up with you again here on Inside Supercars and look forward to seeing you over there in Adelaide for the 500. Awesome. Catch you there. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.